And not just because of the but particularly in this season, that you would release healing. So where we need healing and freedom in our own lives, I pray that we would see more. And Lord, that you would also at the same time catalyze something in us to be people that release more of your healing and freedom into our lives. To be courageous carriers of the kingdom. And so Lord, I pray that you would initiate something in us. Burn something in us in Jesus' name. Amen. We have a Bible. We're going to look at a story this morning from Acts chapter 3. If you want to turn to that on a paper version or on a device, uh, the words will come up on the screen in a moment. Just to set it into the sort of historical context, um, Jesus has died on the cross, he's been buried, he's been resurrected from the dead, uh, he, he's then ascended into heaven. Ten days later, there's Pentecost, we celebrated that two weekends ago, uh, when the Holy Spirit was poured out. And then this account seemingly takes place just a few days after that. I'm going to read just a, a few verses at a time and just talk uh, that through as we read this um, amazing story. So starts in verse 1. One day, Peter and John, that's two of Jesus' disciples, they were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, the chances are Peter and John did that every day. There were three times of prayer, morning, afternoon, and at sunset. Um, and the implication from the text is they were just going about their everyday life. But one of the things I want us to note is that they weren't yet in the temple. They were on the high street outside. But that, that's where this account Verse 2. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Okay, so we have this man. He's been lame from birth. Now, this text refers to him as a man rather than a boy. In, in Jewish tradition, he would, have, he would have become a man at the age of 13. So I think the text is telling us that he's been lame for at least 13 years. So this is a chronic condition that this guy is suffering from. And so he asked Peter and John for money, because that's how he got his income. He was begging. And there's nothing in the text that suggests that he asked for healing. He doesn't ask for healing. doesn't seem to have any expectation of being healed that day. doesn't seem to have any faith at all. Look at us. So the man gave them his attention 
expecting to get something from them. So I'll, I'll come back to this later in my talk this morning. But it does seem to be the practice of Jesus and the practice of his disciples to pray with their eyes open. And that's why we do that in the village. And I'll come back later to why that is important in the context of this. Carrying on, verse 6. Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. A very short prayer. In the name of Jesus, walk. And then what Peter does is he helps him up. That, that's just being kind. Just being kind. But there is actually quite an important point here. Because what they immediately did was try to work out whether the Lord had released Jesus. And that's why they helped him up. You see, what they didn't do was duck the issue, you know, praying for his lame guy and just not finding out what had happened. And they didn't start to go and give a whole load of reasons why healing doesn't always happen. They didn't kick into that straight off. What they did was they helped this guy up to see if something had happened. And it's also really interesting in this account. Notice the point at which the healing is released to the man's ankles and feet. It wasn't at the point that they prayed. It was as they brought him to his feet. And so that's important, and I'll come back to that, because that's why when we pray for healing, I will always encourage people to try something out. And you see that in the gospel account. There's an account you might recall where Jesus made some mud and put it in the blind guy's eyes. And then he said to him, go and wash. And it's always intriguing to think, well, what would happen if the guy didn't? I suspect he would have stayed blind with mud in his eyes. Because he had to go do something. This guy had to get to his feet. It was that act of getting to his feet that released healing. End of the story, verse 8. He jumped in his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple court, walking, jumping, and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. That's quite a reaction, isn't it? I think most of us would identify, you know, if we experience something of God in, in something like that, let alone if he's being chronically unwell, we're going to want to jump around, aren't we? We're going to want to thank God. I think most of us would do the same. What I love is the way that that praise and worship just ripples out. It ripples out for the people. You know, they, they knew this guy. They'd seen him there day after day after day. And now he's been healed. And so this wonder and amazement just bubbles up in this town. Now, if you have prayed for more than about five people, you'll know that sometimes people don't get healed. And I'll come back to that in a bit. But sometimes they do. I'm just going to share with us two stories from the last two weeks that have been, um, that people have shared with me. The first is, um, this was from the, the Pentecost evening, um, two weekends ago when Pete Greg was out. Um, and, and first of all, I, mean, I wanted to let you know that I received healing on Sunday night. That there was a word during the worship that the Lord wanted to touch people with left 
shoulder injury. And the person has responded to that. And they said there's going to be great stories and old injuries from an accident that some players are. And this summer they're going to be working hard, physically working hard as, as a shared plan and, and doing housekeeping type, type work. Anyway, bottom paragraph. Anyway, during prayer, I moved my arm and everyone, I think that's around, everyone around heard a loud click as, it, as if it went back into its socket correctly. It hasn't bothered me since. Second story, this is my friend Bill. This is not a good quality video, but you'll get the story. Earlier last month, looking for Sunday service, there was a call for importance in prayer for healing of brother Vince. In particular, there was a word brought uh, for lactose intolerance, something which I've suffered from for a number of years. Lactose intolerance is when the body can't break down the enzyme for dairy products, so I've been using alternative products and taking supplementary capsules to help. I came forward in faith and received prayer, and I can't say I felt anything particularly dramatic. Uh, but having come forward for that word and been prayed for, I thought, well, maybe I have been healed. So I decided in my cautious way that I would go and start to reintroduce dairy products gradually, which is what I did over the following weeks. And I'm very pleased to say I've now found that I've been completely healed.
story of restoration. And it's a story that ends with Jesus making all things new again. That's how the rest of the story goes. Big story. Second reason is because there is power in the name of Jesus Christ. There's power in the name of Jesus Christ. Peter and John knew that they could not do it alone. Silas had the ability to heal anyone, and I probably should get one of you here. Do I know someone who does? I'm going to pass it on to Kirsty and Mike if I can see one more from the team. Just a little bit. Do you know what I mean? There is power in the name of Jesus. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Luke chapter 10, the disciples say, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. 1 Corinthians 6, Paul writes this, you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified. In other words, you were sorted out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 6 of the story that we read, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. There is power in the name of Jesus. Third reason, it's because God's kingdom of love is breaking in God loves the whole of his creation. He always has, and he always will. For the whole of creation has been broken by sin. It is groaning for restoration. And because of God's love, he is restoring things, and one day will bring it back to completion. But until that day, we live in that tension. And the way we've articulated that in the vineyard is we talk about the now and the not yet. This tension between the world we live in now and the not yet, the, the, but what will happen. You see, Jesus said that the kingdom has come, it has not yet come, it is now, and it has been delayed. And you should now be confused. He said all of those things, and they are all, they are all simultaneously true. But it is important that we get our heads around these things, that what we see now we see in part, and we do not see in full. There has been in Jesus this inauguration, this bursting of the kingdom through his life, death, and resurrection and through Pentecost, and he will come again to bring it all into completion. And so now we live in this tension between the now and the not yet. And we see that at the heart of the great prayer that Jesus taught us, the Lord's Prayer. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. It's a prayer for the future to break in to the present. And theologically, that prayer is exactly the same as praying, come, Holy Spirit. And unpack that at length, I don't know. Theologically, that says exactly the same thing. That is the great prayer of the Christian church, it is the great prayer of the vineyard. Come, Holy Spirit. Kingdom, come. That's why we pray. We're praying for the kingdom of God, God's love to break in, and when it does, into this some more, I'm going to commend a couple of things to you. One which is specifically related to it, and one you know, would also really help. The first is a book group that is starting off um, in the middle of June. Um, it is around a book entitled The Day the Revolution Began by Tom Wright, who is a really um, renowned theologian. And you can sign up for this um, on our website. 
During the time between Cross Conference and Grand Final, there are six sessions between June and October. I'm delighted to let you know that Tom Wright, who wrote the book, is visiting us for an evening in October where he will be questioned on anything in the book. He is a top guy. Um, it's been really good to engage with that. The second thing is just to remind us, or maybe you've not been around when we've talked about this, is that we have a Bible school starting here at Riverside Village in September. One year, one kingdom, one life. We're going to take a year to dig in much more deeply into the theology of God's kingdom, because it underpins for me how we do life as a Christian, how we do leadership. It would be really helpful if you're leading a home group, um, if you're teaching in any context, if you have aspirations of preaching, this would be a wonderful underpinning of that. The cost has been reduced for us by 70% up in the churches, um, and we're running it on Mondays. Um, you can book either for the morning session or an evening session, or you can alternate between them. That next year uh, should work as well. So, again, you can find all the details online at riversidevillage.com forward slash Bible. That will be a great way to dig into what I've just briefly shared some people get healed? Fourth reason. Fourth reason some people get healed is because ordinary people say yes to being used by God. When we read through the book of Acts, one of the important things I think we have to remember is that Peter and John and the other disciples were just ordinary human beings. Flesh and blood, human beings just like you and me. But they did some extraordinary things, and we've read some of that this morning. And if you read on to the next chapter, you'll find that Peter and John got themselves in trouble. And they got arrested, they got hauled up in front of the court, and at the end of the hearing, this is what the, the official people said. You read it in Acts 4, verse 13. It says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with
because this guy seems to be calling the same spot, and they were going to prayer. And they've done that multiple times. But on the day that we read about in the story, they diverted and they prayed. Why? Well, I believe that they sensed what God was wanting to do. And if you go back into the Gospels, John chapter 5, Jesus put it this way. He said that his father was always in his work, his father was always doing things, but that he only did what he saw his father do. And I think they tried that. I think they tried to live life that same way, that they wanted to see what the father was doing. And on that day, they got that nudge, and they went and got involved. You see, God is always at work in your office, in your gym, in the shops that you go to, in your neighborhood, in your college, God is always at his work. And so another great prayer that I would encourage you to pray is when you go into any environment to pray the prayer, Lord, what are you doing? What are you doing here? And is there any way that I can get involved with what you're doing? That is a great prayer in the society, in whatever environment you Okay, let's get back to it. My journey in all of this started I believed that God could hear, I just didn't have a clue how to take it. And so a very simple model that we got hold of when we first came to this church has really helped me. It is not a formula, it is simply a model that can help us to get started, can help us to grow, and can help us to train other people. So we put this, we put some postcards around this morning. They look exactly like this. Healing is the part of it. 
if, if the bones are fast, the muscles are fast, I will pray for strength. I will pray healing. If there's an inflammation, most often I will pray that the peace of God will reign over the inflammation. So I will literally pray for about 30 seconds. But I'm trying to learn to pray short prayers. And I will try, I'm trying to learn to take the authority that I believe I have with the power of Jesus to speak to creation. And to tell things that are broken to not be broken. So I will, I'm trying to grow in that, but I will be really digesting my prayers. I'll say, you be here. And I will pray for you. And then I'll take you to the book, and you're done. And I'll take you to the church, and that's, that's not the only church there is, but the church where I'm really good, the church that I need. Nothing has happened, you don't cover that up, and you don't blame 
Thank you. 